CJCL Toronto. Hello, hello. Saturday morning on the Golf Show. Brent Gunning and Sam McKee, the golf guys here with you. Very happy to do so. Always on a Saturday morning. Love it. Birds are chirping. I don't know about you, McKee. I won't I won't cut your grass on the weather report, but I stepped outside and uh, there's some weather out there. Sammy McKee, how you doing on this wonderful Saturday? Doing spectacular, Gunner. Uh, yeah. I will start right away with the weather report. Took Lou Dog for a quick spin before uh, before the show started today. Get his steps in, you know. God, it is hot. It is hot, hot, hot out there. It is a capital S scorcher. I think it's getting up to, like, yeah, we're feeling like 42 at points today. Ooh. So, if you're playing golf today, which it always comes back to because this is the golf show. If you're playing golf today, like I've always talked about, you need a bunch of things. First of all, you need some sunscreen. You got to slather on that sunscreen. You're not, hey, you think you're tougher than the sun? You're not. Slap on that sunscreen, wear a big hat, maybe even, you know, wear some performance sleeves if you're afraid of the sun. Secondly, need a big no, old hold tub on, of water. Hold on, let me, let me jump in there. Is there anything that you will never be seen on on a golf course more than extra sleeves? You don't even want to wear the ones you've got, and you're out no, here I recommending extra sleeves to people. I don't, I don't even have sleeves on right now. As I we know. Speak. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, I okay, so you need that. So you need some water, a lot of water. Take more water than you think you need. Uh, another recommendation, maybe some gold bond, maybe a little baby powder, you know, for my uh, so have, heavier set fellows that may be heading out to the course. Bad day for the thighs. Let's just say that. Bad day for the thighs. Bring some gold bond. And lastly, make sure the person on the cart is near and do not let her or him go by without a beer. So there you go. You can't go out. It's too hot. You have to have a beer or two out there, along with water, of course. Long be responsible, but you can't play on a day like today and not have some uh, and ha- not have some beer. And also, don't be a hero. If you're a guy like me, you just want. It's hot. You love to walk. Don't be a hero. Just take a cart. Pay the twenty bucks. Take a cart. So there you go. That's my advice Those- on a day like today. Those are excellent, excellent, excellent recommendations. You know, I, I know sometimes some clubs you'll, you'll go to and you'll, they'll give you the cooler for the, for, for the bevies. Mm. Sometimes you just, you know, we all have sometimes some extra golf towels in our bag. Just slap one of those in there, a little cold oh, towel yeah. on the back of the neck when it really gets going. So there you go. Look at this. Weather, weather tips from the golf guys here. Uh, we're coming for you, Weather Network. Uh, you, and I, you and I do have buddy career as a meteorologist, I think. I would never, ever come for the Weather Network. I love the Weather Network. Honestly, on my apps, on my phone that I use, it is very high. Like, I'm always, as you know, always checking the radar, the DAR, as I like to call it. You know, you just keep an eye on that thing, have a system rolling through. It kind of gives you that comprehensive look. What a great app. The Weather Network app is just a 10 out of 10. So I hope they're listening. Whoever designed that app, I hope they're listening. Good job. Good job by you. Good job by them. And uh, hey, even when you're wrong, it's great because then we get to complain about it and do the whole curb your enthusiasm thing where we think the weatherman's just lying to us to get all the tea times uh, for himself. A uh, lot to get into in this first block. Very excited for for the guest that's going to join us today. Mm, McKee, oh you, you, you dug into your Rolodex. You know, usually we're, and we love talking to all our friends, you know, our, our Adam Stanleys of the world poking around. Great to check in with them. But you went a little outside the box on this one. I'm happy you did. Uh, Christine Frazier, golf course architect, is going to join us. Uh, she just got the commission for the the master plan of the Toronto Hunt Club. I know you've been out there recently, so uh, I'm sure your I'm sure your take would be how can it get better? Uh, but obviously she uh, <laughs> she she has some that ideas. Is, it's perfect. 
that. Yeah. Don't touch it, Christine. <laughs> uh, she she has some ideas on that. And here's the thing. From a couple of guys, and, and we're going to talk about a course we, we played this week in just a minute here. For a couple of guys who offer such astute observations as really cool holes. Nice layout. It's all in front of you. Uh, Christine will be able to dig just just a touch deeper there. So that that's big news in the golf community, the Canadian golf community, and I'm really excited to get Christine's thoughts. And uh, you highlighted it to me. I did not realize some of the properties she, she has worked on. So uh, I'm really, really excited to talk to Christine in about 20 minutes' time. 100%. Like, if you want to check out her website, she's got a very cool website, christinefraser.com, with all the different courses she's worked on. I mean, there's Toronto – the Toronto Golf Club's involved there. Royal Burkdale's involved there. Uh, she's an incredibly accomplished golf course architect, and I can't wait to get her perspective on a few things. And let me tell you, if you're into golf course architecture and that sort of thing, I can only imagine when she pulled down the lane at Toronto Hunt Club and had a look at that place. It's got to be an incredibly exciting place to sink your teeth into. As a go- Like, the bones are there. Listen, it's an amazing course regardless. But, like, I'm sure there's a few things you could, you know, tweak and we'll get into it with her but like it just it looks like such an incredible canvas if you're like you know to look at if you're uh thinking about designing courses it's an amazing spot so interested to get her perspective yeah it'll be very interesting uh, again we'll do that uh in, in the second block of the show just after 9 30 as always want to so, know where sorry go ahead oh yeah no i was just gonna say i got a couple things for the text line so we're thinking already the exact wow same. yeah so the two things i have no no i have a couple things for oh, okay. the text line for okay, people to okay. text into me the thing we're going to debate coming up here in a little bit is about the music on the golf course thing. And, you know, I recently purchased a speaker uh, at Deals in Owen Sound, Ontario, the best store on planet Earth. Uh, that's a free shout out to my favorite store on Earth, Deals. Anyone from Owen Sound listening, just they almost drove off the road. They're so excited that I mentioned that. I'm going to have to check it out when I come up for the wedding. I've yes, heard about it. You are. It's a defi- it, definite it tourist just, attraction. It is too good. It is just too good. It's the best store on Earth. I bought a speaker and I've fully gone into music guy i love music on the golf course so text me in with your thoughts on music on the golf course please and also text us of course as always where you're teeing it on this day today you're probably getting out there early you know beat this heat so text us where you're teeing it and if you like music on the golf course there you go we uh we we did get a great a great text from our boy pierre already he he heard Mm. us giving out advice to beat the heat advice from working landscaping in the heat Make sure you wear tight athletic underwear, and as you mentioned, mm-hmm. lots of baby powder. So he is right on the yeah. uh, right on the same Listen, track as you are, buddy. Not to get too graphic, but you got to. Oh, 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 I think we're about to. I think keep, we're about to. Everything just got to be tight. Got to keep it tight down there. You know, just t- keep it tight. Anyone listening we're knows. The, just keep it tight. We're the uh, we're the the OG villain from Breaking Bad in that first season. Like tight, 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 tight. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what it needs what, to the, be. With Tuco. Tuco, yes, that's right, that's right. Uh, we did, that's that's who we all are. Wow, I uh, didn't think I had that pull. I didn't think we were going Breaking Bad references at nine ten on the golf show, but uh, but here we are. So yeah, text lines wide open five ninety five ninety. Your thoughts on music? Are you cantankerous and you want to tell Sam McKee to get off your lawn and tear down his music, or you love the life of the party? Uh, let let us know where where your thoughts are. And as always, if you're getting out there playing wherever you are playing, we want to know where and how is it going. We got out to play a track a little outside, more more outside of my neck of the woods than yours, mm. but it was definitely a trek worth making. I will say it was a little jarring. We went out to Black Bear Ridge in Belleville. It was a little jarring when we were talking to uh, not not our boys in the pro shop, but our boy, the starter, whose name I am, I am forgetting. He had a great Ray. sun hat. Ray. Uh, it was a little jarring when he started ripping off the rankings in Eastern Ontario. I was like, oh, I've now made it into Eastern Ontario. Okay, that, that was a touch <laughs> jarring for me. 
I had an absolute blast at Black Bear Ridge. It was an incredible track, a great test, a uh, a stiffer test than I'm used to facing, if we're mm. being perfectly honest there. I can only imagine that place was in pristine condition. I can only imagine what it looks like in the fall when the colors are showing off. They have some incredible risk rewards. I mean, we'll, we'll walk through some of our favorite holes in the experience here, but if if you're anywhere around the city, especially if you're on the, the East end or, or in the heart of Toronto, not a bad trek at all. You made it from, from, from your area, the West end of yep. the city, McKee. And I, I would, I would definitely tell somebody if you, if you've been looking at black bear Ridge, if you've been thinking about it, worth the drive uh, to do it. And they, they've got some exciting stuff going on there, which we'll talk about in a second. But in terms of the golf course itself, what was, what was your big takeaway? Well, I would say that, um, First of all, the the top 100 thing is an incredibly uh, for us. It's some it means a lot, and like I know there's a ton of people that listen to the show that it means a lot to as well in terms of crossing off oh, yeah. off the score golf top 100. You know, I couldn't wait to get home and add it to my list. Like it's yep. just it's such an incredible feeling to be able to add another one to the list. So anytime they're within the vicinity of where I live, I'm very willing to travel to it. And God, courses must love getting on that list because there's just so many dumbbells like you and me yep. up there that have to do that. So. Um, I will say, you know, it's a trek from Toronto. Like it's a, it's a solid two hours. You're just not getting it. If you're living in Toronto, it's not going to be any less than two hours. But like you said, it's very worth the trip. It's very hard. I will say it's very hard course. I love the test. Like it's, you know, it's not exactly Burlington Springs. Like it's a tough track out there. There's a lot of really demanding shots, tee shots, you know, second shots. It's very cool. The second hole we played, was it 11 that we played? Because we started on the yeah. back. That par five, that was like a horseshoe around a marsh. We won't talk about what you, how you finished that hole. My my old man, actually, Andy, actually parted it. So good on him. Amazing. But I, I did not par it. Uh, neither did you. It's just there's a lot of really unique different types of holes. And I will say that it gives you sort of the wooded feel. There's a couple linksy type type, type um, holes. It's just a very cool spot that's very accessible to the GTA if you want to make the trek. They, they showed us around a couple uh, – our boy, our boy out there, he showed us around all the sort of um, – like the stay-in-place stuff they have. They got a big old mansion there for, that would look unbelievable for a bachelor party or a girls' weekend or whatever. A couple, You want to go up with a few couples or do whatever you want. And to me, the thing that got me all hot and bothered, in the backyard of the, <laughs> of the one mansion, they had a little disc golf chain. So – Apparently, they're planning a disc golf course there next year. They've got a bocce golf course thing going in. It's just a very inclusive spot that, you know, if you're not the most, like, not a hardcore golfer, you can still go there and have a good time. So I, I was just really impressed with the facility in general. And here's what I'll say. Like, I'm just really happy that these kind of things are popping up, right? Like, you know, you think of, you think of Cabot, obviously, as, like, the gold standard for the stay-in-play sort of thing in in uh in canada which is you know spectacular but it's far and extremely expensive like it's a it's a two-hour flight a four and a half hour drive it's exclusive it's hard to get in there if the more of these things you can kind of have popping up like we always talk about tpc popping Mm -hmm. up we have this one black bear like these are you know within two hours of the gta where you can go and you can feel like you're away and enjoy yourself, play a couple rounds. Like, I just love how many of these places are popping up, and Black Bear Ridge is absolutely no uh, no exception to that. Yeah, the, the 11th hole there, it is, it is a complete horseshoe around a massive march, uh, or marsh, and I made a march into the marsh uh, a couple of times on, on that hole. The other hole I want to highlight there is the... 
the big time risk reward hole. And that is mm. eight, I believe, on the front. And so what this is, is it is basically it's really cool Sickle. because you get to hit if you if you can rip drive and you can rip it straight, you get to hit the br- yeah. you get to you get to hit the Bryson shot from the Arnold Palmer. You get to hit the big drive over water to the green. You got yourself an eagle putt on a par four. But if you don't want to do that, you could do what I did. You could just buck your 180 club to the 150 mark and then not hit a good wedge and then make a couple of putts and you walk away with bogey. But it is, it's just an awesome, like we have a lot of these, oh, it's a drivable par four or it's a risk reward and the risk is not as prevalent or the reward is not as great. That is mm-hmm. as good a risk reward hole as I can remember playing in the last little while. Just a really, really fun, fun experience. And then I do want to I do want to quickly sneak this in about this hole. Uh, a CPGA professional messaged me to ask me how I played that hole, and he told me that they have a fall scratch scramble up there at Blackberry Ridge. Ah, sounds like something I should be involved in. Uh, I would say not. I don't <laughs> think Scratch is in the, what was it, Flight C at the Lacombe Men's Open? I don't think hey, so. third flight, okay? Third that flight. sounds better oh, than Flight C. It does. You're, no, that's 100% true. Third does sound way better than Flight C. I don't think they're playing in that. I can only imagine the uh, the darts those guys be dropping. Uh, it, it's, it was an incredible course. And here's the thing. They have a lot of different tee boxes you, you could play from. Uh, mm. A lot of courses. And look, here's the thing. Like, most courses don't need more than this they'll have their blues they'll have their whites they'll have their reds some mix in a black they i believe had six or seven different t-box configurations the tippy tips at that place i don't want to know who's playing that other than those guys that scratch i think, like, I think it's like over i think it's over seven grand i think it's maybe yeah. seven thousand fifty six yards yeah, and there's a lot of elevated tee shots up there as well. And the one thing I will say is, again, you you got to bring your game to, to play this place. The I'd say the most challenging thing for me potentially about it was the the elevated greens. There was no there was no running your ball up to to a lot of the greens mm-hmm. there. You got to hit a dart. And look, that's wow. a great that's a great design concept. Uh, but uh, I didn't have it in me that day. So uh, the course definitely won. But uh, you'd be a winner if you, if you got out there to Black Bear Ridge. So yeah, just big shouts to our boys uh, Bill and Callie who who had us out there. Uh, if you're out in Belleville or you're looking across another another top hundred off, you absolutely should 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 get out there because it was a it was a great experience. And like like we said, I I want to touch on the stay and play thing as well awesome we're getting more of these to pop up we all talk about wanting to do buddies trips but like you said it's a lot to go to you want to go to Cabot or Bandon Dunes or Sweetens Cove like these are all big long expensive trips and yeah. uh, being able to do it somewhat in your own backyard I love that these things are popping up uh, TPC as well but of course uh, folks at Black Bear Ridge it's a little more seems like it's a little more uh, bespoke artisanal there yes and I, I they have very very uh, we're gonna have a uh, Christine Frazier on with some design. The design in those mansions was uh, was something else. So yeah, very very cool. Uh, Black Bear Ridge, check it out. Top hundred. We we both loved peppering in another one on on our list there. Yeah, I'm up to 21 now. I've played 21 percent of the top 100 courses in Canada. So we just got a text in the text line from our boy Chris in Toronto, playing Red Crest with the boys. Barely. Barely Sa- Barley Sammies and Bob Marleys. Let's go. I wonder what he means. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I would don't never know, at all. know anything about something like that. Enjoy yourself. Here's the thing. Let Stay high. If way. you're enjoying... Oh, go ahead. They wouldn't want him at Shanaki. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I will say this. If you're enjoying some Bob Marley's, make sure you bring lots of water. Oh, it's yeah. It's too hot. It's too hot. 
Maybe some snacks, too. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's enough there. Mu- music on. Hey, what a transition. Uh, Bob Bartley's a musician. Music on the golf course. You you upset the community. I mm. So I have. Here's the thing I'd have to say. I took about a beating, this. Gunner. I feel like you want the smoke, though. You're Mr. I don't want the smoke. You want the fight about the music. You want everyone to cow down to you and you should be the arbiter of what is music i feel like any pushback you were not you were unaccepting of well listen i'm not no i disagree with that statement okay please i'm listen here's what i'll say to me the uh, the course music on the course thing is the perfect quantification okay is that a word no but i know what you mean i know Uh, give me the word i don't Uh, personification Maybe? Why don't you finish the know. sentence and we can fill in this word later on? Okay. This it's the perfect quantification of why <laughs> golf has problems. Because I got so many people type me like like Borny was all over me. Oh bananas all over me. Even the O Dog. Hey no, I'm not even I'm not supposed to say that name on air, but he came after if, me. I don't know who that is. Never heard of him. And to me, the problem is that it's just, you know, oh, it's like, oh, I have to have complete and utter silence to be able to stand over this ball and make contact. You're walking outside on a gorgeous day, hanging out with your friends. If everybody's in agreement, put some music on. What's the big deal? I'm not going to, if I go to a foursome, I played yesterday at Centennial with Allie. I asked the other two people, I'm like, do you mind if there's music? They said, oh, we'd love some music. Great. If I had asked them and they said no, I wouldn't put it on. It's a group decision. If people are okay with it, I'll do it. If people aren't okay with it, I won't do it. I just don't understand this, like, hard stance against it. It's like, oh, my God, you're unpure. You're, I was going to call you're a muggle, like, from Harry Potter. <laughs> like, you're just, you know, it's just like, you're, you know, you're not a pure blood golfer if you like music. I don't know. I just think people take it way too seriously. Oh, that's how, that actually, me calling you not pure blood sounds like our live argument yesterday on our, yeah, our oh, yeah. that's what that sounds like. You don't even love the game. Here's what I'd say about it is I do understand the, the Shane Ryan aspect of it all of, yeah, why do we need it? We're out here. We're having a chat. Birds are chirping. I, I am wholly, I've been trying to figure out the right word. You, you couldn't figure out. I think the word we were looking for was personification. I think you got yes, it with the second think, time. Yeah, I did, that yes. is definitely the one. I'm trying to figure out the right word of this because I'm not, I, I'm like agnostic. What's the word for religion when it's like, I don't know. You do you. I don't care. That's kind of where I'm at on music. I have never had a problem. Well, okay. I, I will say this. My buddy Chris plays like the most aggressive music when we're out on the golf course. And it's hilarious to me. But it is always, every time I back around the cart and I'm like, what is happening here? This is wild. You have a great playlist going. It's very serene, very peaceful. You're muted, by the way, so I'm not hearing anything you're saying oh, to me right God. now. Oh, <laughs> God. But, but here's what I'd say, is that I have no problem with it at all. I truly don't. It does not bother me. I would never in a million years have a speaker on my bag and play music. It's just, I, I, it's just not something I need to add mm. to the experience. I don't think it detracts from it. Unless my buddy Chris has the playlist. And then, again, it's just like, I can laugh because it's my buddy, but it is wild. But for mo- for the most part of it, I don't have a problem with it, but I would never bust it out. When I'm at the range or I'm practicing chipping or stuff, I love having music in. But I'm not talking with my friends and I'm not hanging out in nature. I'm, I'm grinding in the lab. So that's where I'm at on it. But 
I, I, it's a bad take for a guy who does sports radio to be like, eh, I don't care. You do you. But honestly, that's, that's where I'm at on it. And I think the thing, the last thing I'd say is about the pushback you get is if they're telling you, you can't ever play music, then that is a problem. But if they're telling you, don't bring your music around me, if we're ever together, I don't think that's a problem. Is that fair? Yes. Fair. I think that's fair. And I want like, listen, next time I play with Borny. Not going to bring the speaker because I don't want to offend Mr. Fancy Pants there that, you know, he's like driving to the course in his Rolls Royce because he can't listen to a tune while he's playing. I just – listen, I I, I understand the, the flip side of it, and I used to be fully against it. Like I really was. I was like, ah, the Yahoo's pulled up listening to music. But I just – I think it's really been a generational switch here. Like I do think that this has changed maybe even in the last – four or five years. I feel like it's become far more prevalent. Listen, the speak the, the the carts at TPC Toronto have speakers in them. You can Bluetooth onto the onto the the, the the cart with your phone and play music. Speakers aren't great, but the fact that you can do that shows. We were talking with a friend of a source says that it's big at St. George's. Music on I've the I've heard course. this. I have heard this, yes. If it can be okay at the beautiful course that held our national open, how can anybody, anybody say that it's not okay? I just, I don't find, I just find the people that hate on music, that's the reason that golf seems still inaccessible because you're just, you got your nose turned up. It it just, it personifies golf culture. That's what it comes down to. What I, um, here's my issue with it, and I guess I'm taking issue with both parties here. The thing I have loved about the way golf has changed, and it's not as, it's not quite as direct a line as the pandemic, but I do think the pandemic was kind of a tipping point when you had a lot of new people coming into golf or people who used to play saying, well, I got to do something. I got to go outside and figure out a way to spend my days here. Had more people mm-hmm. coming into it. The thing I truly love about golf is that it can be, whatever you want it to be. We've all gone and played yes. at, at dog tracks with our buddies. And you know, there's, there's barely a strip of grass out there to be found. And that's fine. Cause you're having fun hacking it up. We have been out there at St. George's in the beautiful pristine. We have been on buddies trips where guys are shotgunning beers that the cart person has just given them. We've done all of those things. We have played the round at six 30 in the morning. My whole thing is that golf, honestly, and I do love the evolution that it's taken can be whatever you need it to be. So I would say people Mm. who are telling you you can't play music, they shouldn't be doing that. But I think that you telling people, oh, you can't can't have it your way either. Like, that's all. I just love the fact that golf has, has developed to a point. It has to do with the hoodies. It has to do with the things you're allowed to wear now. And I think that it has splintered in a way that it's not the stoic golf that we we thought of when we were kids. But I think that you got to give people space to still have that if that's what golf is to them. Virtual handshake? Virtual handshake. There we go. That was a little I better. I think that than was a great chat. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no virtual hand. You notice we haven't got to it? It's just like we can't. It's the elephant in the room. It's like, you know, an old married couple that aren't talking about how Paul hasn't dug out the, the garden in a week. Um, so I want to get to the – I want to hit the break here so we can yep. get to Christine. But I quickly just want to mention, you know, we mentioned playing at a really pristine course in Black Bear Ridge. I went up to Centennial yesterday with Ali, Centennial in the west end of Toronto. Mm-hmm. 
if you are a beginner, if you are someone who's not necessarily confident in your game and you're kind of afraid of the golf culture that we were sort of talking about and feeling rushed and having this sort of, you know, that feeling that kind of rookie golfers have, if you yep. you got to go to Centennial. Centennial is the most welcoming. Like, I went to the golf, like, we were walking past the range on the way out, and Allie said to me, she's like, have you ever seen a more multicultural golf range than that one right there? And it's just no. people of, of all ages, all races, all sizes, just out there grinding on the range, having a blast, beautiful day. So if you really are feeling not necessarily confident or you want to just enjoy yourself and you don't want to think about that, like, the scary golf culture and you're worried about playing too slow and you're not good enough – Centennial in the west end of the city is the spot to go because it's just really, really welcoming. I can't say enough good things about it. Great price. It's in great shape. It's an awesome spot to play. Here, here. I love it. I used to work a ton of shifts. Uh, when I first started at the fan, I'd be done at one every day. I would go pound a bucket of balls, work on their practice area, and then go play nine holes. I often could get out there by myself in the dead of the day, but whenever I get paired up with someone, always a great grouping out there. So I echo that. And I know all you get on me for calling Lakeview a Muni. There's your Muni, and we love yes. it, okay? The, and the, the group in front of us, three of the four guys weren't wearing sleeves. So that's how we're – it was a Friday night. The boys had the music going. They weren't wearing sleeves. That's the type of golf you love. All right, we should break. There you go. Sam McKee, Brent Gunning, Golf Show. Christine Frazier joining us next. A lot to get into. Golf course architecture. She knows a lot more than us because, well, it's kind of impossible not to. She'll join us next year on Sportsnet 590 The Fifth. Welcome back, Golf Show. Brent Gunning, Sam McKee here. As always, the Golf Show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary, symmetrical, full-time, all-wheel drive. Very, very pleased to welcome in our guest today. Big, big news in the Canadian golf community, in the golf community in general. Golf course architect Christine Frazier joins us this morning. Christine, thank you so much for taking the time. How are you doing this morning? Hi. Yeah, good. How are you doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. You know, we, uh, we we were joking off the top of the show that the, you know, there are many things we want to talk to you about, but we were hoping you could provide our listeners a little more insight because when we're talking about golf holes, we often use terms like good look and cool features, but I think you can provide just, just a touch more insight. So uh, we're, we're pretty excited to bring you on. Uh, I, I want to talk to you about your general philosophy, but first I, I have to talk to you about the big news coming out of the Toronto Hunt yeah. Club. What does it mean to you to, to be to be tapped to, to lead a project at such a, prestore, uh, a prestigious site in the, in the city? I mean, we just made history. We This is going to define the rest of my career. So it's a pretty substantial acquisition. Um, I think, uh, you know, I always believed I could get something like this, but I wasn't sure that, you know, the golf industry would reciprocate that feeling. So I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited that the hunt, took this step with me and they believe in me and, and we're going to do something really cool. Yeah. So I actually had a chance to play the hunt club this year. Uh, a friend of a friend is a member there and I, I actually went in there and I played it and I, I was blown away just in general by everything, you know, the course itself, the little, the, the fact that it's only nine holes is very cool to me. The fact that, you know, it's just a very, like the whole setting is spectacular. I'm sure for you and not only, I mean, making history aspect of it, 
But the fact that you get to sink your teeth into that sort of the bones of that place must be incredibly exciting for you. It is so exciting. The place is is very special. It is so unique in a lot of ways. It's very historic club itself. A lot of history and and very important to Canadian golf. And that's the number one nine hole golf course in Canada. So how do you get much better than that? You can't. You you honestly can't. Um, in terms of the in terms of the history making aspect of it, you know, I, I I saw you tweet it. Many people have done the same. If if you see it, you can be it. What do you think it means that they've they've chosen to to tap you, a, a woman to lead this project, and obviously an industry that's still super male dominated. The 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 hunt has proven itself to be really progressive, and um, they have a a huge women's contingency of membership, and I think that they they just wanted their voices to be heard and they wanted to make sure that they felt valued as much as any other member at the club. And, and so I think my appointment reflects that and reflects their values. And, and um, it's, it's certainly something that I align with as well. So, yeah. So I'm sure that uh, one of like, I mean, there's a million great things that you do for a golf course, but I'm sure one of the huge attractions for you is just that, right, Christine? That you know, there's like a mi- there's a million guys in the world that that <laughs> design golf courses. Like it's, it's a like like we were talking about. It's a very male dominated thing. Absolutely. But to be able to have a woman come in, I'm sure you give a completely different perspective than a than a male architect would. And I'm sure that makes you incredibly attractive to a lot of different golf courses. Yeah, that's it. I just uh, women have different experiences. We have different perspectives. We have different values and um to have someone to come in to do this job that really really um believes in the importance of of equitable golf design is is going to just elevate the hunt to that next level no that's that's really really well said you know to step away from from the hunt a little bit and not not that we want to because uh hey it's as good a piece of property to to spend time talking about (laughs) as any but if you have kind of an overall philosophy of golf course design i mean you have a tremendous portfolio you've worked on some incredible incredible properties if you have kind of an overarching theory of design or a feature you need to see in a golf course what is it for you for me golf is really a game and it has to be fun. And um, I did a lot of my my training and my studying in the UK under golf course architect Martin Hawtrey. And I think that's what links golf and Martin taught me is that golf should be fun. Golf should be interesting. Golf should be varied. It should always keep you guessing. It doesn't necessarily have to be fair, but it has to be interesting. So I think that fun aspect for me is really, really important. And then also... Um, as we see our climate evolve and change, the sustainability aspect and just preparing a golf course for the next 50 years is going to be really important in terms of strategic and feasibility elements of planning a business. So those two things are, are really important. And then I think what, what really differentiates me from, from other architects in the industry is that equitable design portion and just bringing a different perspective and and considering how people navigate the golf course based on different skill levels and how women, the different requirements that women have when playing a golf course, everything from tee positions to where the bathrooms are positioned on the golf course, all of those things are really important. 
Yeah, it's, that's a very good point. Now, I got to ask you, because I'm just fascinated by your philosophy and just golf course architecture in general. So when you, like, for example, you're going out to play a course, Christine, and you pull mm-hmm. up to a course, what are some, like, design red flags for you? Like, if you if you go to a course and you see something, like, what kind of turns, you, you know, not maybe not turn your nose up is the right idea, but maybe it makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. That's something that you don't like when it comes to a course design. I think what's really stands out to me is the condition of the forward tees, which which traditionally in the past have been termed as the ladies' tees, which we don't really refer to them that as that anymore, um, because they're great for seniors or juniors or someone recovering from an injury. Like anyone can play these forward tees. So I, I generally tend to look at the the quality and the care given to the forward tees, and that's a really good indication of how the club or the golf course values people who are playing the forward tees so that's the that's a good indicator for me of of how much work is ahead of us no it's 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 actually it's it's interesting you bring that up because there's a there's a course uh, i i live out in burlington and there's a course uh, me and me and my co-host here have just started to play and we really love it it's called burlington springs but and 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 thankfully for us this doesn't impact us because we are not typically playing from the forward tees but it they have all these forward tees that are right behind a pond or you immediately have to hit over water and i'm thinking i don't think the person from the forward tees needs that you know maybe maybe the uh, maybe your scratch handicap doesn't get freaked right. out by a pond two feet in front of them but it's just something that you're right it, it can be an afterthought uh, an afterthought at times and yeah i mean i have a i have a young son i'm i'm wanting to get started in the game he's a little too early to, to care about any tees right now but i don't want him to have those barriers as well so i think it's it's really interesting per perspective you you bring there i do want to ask you about uh, a project you have worked on and i have to ask you about it because me and mckee have played it a thousand times Brayback <laughs> golf course built on top of the old dump in mississauga well, you awesome. want to talk about a cool funky piece of property i uh, it's funny i never think it suits my eye and i always play my best rounds there so i i, I think my question is just to say thank you for designing that christine well, no, I, I I've just been helping out over the past couple of years with their with their forward tee program actually. So oh, okay, perfect. That design is someone else's work, but um, they're they're really great. They're always kind of keeping their finger on the pulse and just improving little things as they go. Um, and they also have some settlement issues, as you can imagine. So they're always picking away at small things over there. Yeah, um, I, all I'll say about Brayben, and you know this well, probably Christine. Uh, you know, bring your, you know, it's going to be a little windy up there. If the it's wind's gonna blowing, be windy. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I've, if I, I always, if I'm going to play there, I'll look, I'll go outside and see how windy it is at my place, and then I'll times that by a hundred. Because if you're up there, you can, sometimes <laughs> it's so windy you can't drive the cart. <laughs> That's it. So the, some of our site visits were in February, and it's just an ice rink up oh there. It's, my. Oh my, it's just yeah. a tundra. It's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's that's incredible. I uh, I love Braben. I don't know if I want to be standing up there in February. So that that's dedication <laughs> to the game. That's that's real um, love to the game. You know something that's something it. that's been a topic, and obviously this is more a topic at elite levels of of competition. But I think you know every uh, well. I mean uh, here I just I just che- I'll check myself. My own bias. I just created. I said everybody wants to hit drives. All the idiots I know love to hit big drives, and distance is becoming more of a factor in the game. But we keep running into these problems with courses that were built a hundred years ago. That you know the the approach shot should be from this place, but all of a sudden you know tee balls are ending up fifty, a hundred yards a- ahead of where that is. How do you think course mm-hmm. architecture? 
architecture can kind of help deal with the massive jump in distance we've seen over the last, I mean, it's been going on for seemingly 20, 25 years now. Yeah, that's a really good question. And that we have some tools to consider that. And um, basically what it comes down to is, is asking people to make a decision on the golf course. And, and how you do that is to implement risk-reward situations and strategic design and give people different routes to the green so that depending on the day, depending on the conditions, the wind, the firmness of the ground, that you're, you're putting a, a small amount of doubt in the back of their mind about if they hit driver, is it going to be worth the risk? Um, so strategic design does that. It's also really important to consider angles for these better players who hit it very far. So you want to you wanna make sure that they give them an opportunity to have a good angle into the green on their second or third shot on a par five. So strategically asking them to place their drive at a certain distance and a certain accuracy. So say the preferred angle into the green is from the right side of the fairway. So you really, it's a focus on accuracy and, and, and shot distance in terms of best angle into the green rather than just brute force. Mm -hmm. So I love that. And that's a great answer. And I guess this is kind of ties into that. So what, makes a perfect golf hole to you, Christine? Like what, what, what are the factors that makes a perfect hole for you? Is it the risk reward? What is it? I guess that's why I find this job so interesting because it, that means something different to every single golfer that steps on the first tee. And so that's the kind of process that I really enjoy trying to discover. And, and that happens through conversations and meetings with members and playing golf courses with different people of different skill sets. So to me, to me, I mean, it means something different to me than it does to you and, and to a 20 handicap and to a senior men player. So that's, that's I think, is what the most interesting part of golf course design is. Yeah, that's, that is what makes the game beautiful is how subjective it is. And, you know, that, you know, you look at course rankings and they're all different for all different people. And, you know, like score golf does the top 100 and they, they bring in all the different people. So the subjectivity, but then to sort of quantify the subjectivity is something that I'm sure is hard to when you're designing a course because you're never going to please everyone, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're saying what's the perfect length of a of a par five, you know, it doesn't exist. It depends on your skill and it depends on why you're playing golf that day. And it depends on who you're playing golf with. So ideally, a, a par five at 400 yards for someone playing the forward tees is, is, is great. It's a really challenging, interesting, fun hole to play, but that wouldn't apply to someone playing the back tees. So, yeah, the subjectivity is what makes it exciting. Yeah, and the, you just mentioned par five. The par five at the Hunt Club is one of the best par fives I've ever played in my life. So there you uh, go. Okay, don't don't don't, don't, we don't, won't don't, do, do, don't do too <laughs> too much to that. I I love that that hole is unbelievable. So, uh, anyways. <laughs> well, Christine, I just I just wanted to kind of give you. It's funny we were talking about not course design, but we were talking actually about music on the golf course in the first block of the show. And I think to your point about what you're talking about about course design and the perfect round of golf is different, and a perfect golf hole is different for everyone else. The thing I mm -hmm. have loved about as the game has kind of evolved, and to me it has really kind of hit warp speed over the last four or five years. But uh, you're obviously a little more plugged in. I I just love how golf has 
kind of gotten out of its stuffiness. And look, there are still places where it's stuffy, and that's fine, and we love it, but did the game of golf can be something different to every single person. And one foursome can enjoy it one way, and a twosome can enjoy it another. And people play them by themselves enjoy it different. And nine holes, and 18s, and maybe people go play 36 in a day. And I, I just love how the game is truly kind of carving out space for for everybody to to kind mm-hmm. of enjoy it the way they want. And not to say that we're done. We we always got work to do, but that, that's been maybe a really interesting evolution to me over the past handful of years. Yeah, I've enjoyed seeing that as well, this kind of idea of coming as you are and golf being a, a place where you can feel safe and comfortable and vulnerable no matter your your age, gender, orientation. Um, and golf can be this place where we can express ourselves through fashion and music and ideas. And that evolution that we are seeing now is, is really exciting for me and and it feels very optimistic. Yeah. The the fashion aspect, we all think we're going out there looking like uh, professionals, but maybe sometime, you know, I I love the fashion (laughs) aspect of golf. It's something that I I like to take pride in and think I'm good at, but maybe, uh, maybe you'd tell me differently. And I just, I just want to say a a wholehearted congratulations on an incredible life changing, you know, appointment at the hunt club. Uh, Very, 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 very exciting. I can't wait to see what you do there. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm ecstatic. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bury my co-host to you. He definitely has terrible fashion sense because he wants oh! sleeveless men's golf shirts. That's his, that's his thing. Oh, that's what he go, wants yeah. to see. So I don't know. You take it or leave it. I'm, I'm leaving it. But if he wants to take it, uh... hey, it's his game. He can do what he wants with it. Christine, I, I echo everything my co-host said. Congratulations, uh, the Hunt Club. Congratulations to you because uh, clearly you picked a good one. Christine, thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Appreciate really, it. Really, really enjoyed the chat. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye. There she goes, Christine Frazier, golf course architect. That was awesome. Really, really enjoyed uh, talking I, to her. My, my shamelessness ahead. is kick. My shamelessness is kicking in. I got to tee it with her. I, well, there's, and, there's, and you, you know, you know who, you know who's skating along those coattails of your shamelessness. Yeah, I, there's just uh, talking to her for twenty minutes wasn't enough. You know, there's just so much there. Like, I, there's so many different questions. That, like, I'm always fascinated by golf design, and I'd love to go play a course with her and ask questions. Like, I just never – because like you said, whenever you go out and play, I'm always like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to bury you now. Yeah. Oh, there's water. Click, yeah, picture. Click. <laughs> it's like it's, uh, we, we, are not, we are very simple beings, you and I, when it comes to a golf course. She is not a simple being. She is a – brilliant mind and i'm just like i would love to be like so why is this the way it is why is this the way it is it's just i i love that chat you were killing me when we were at black bear ridge i pulled out the picture and you're or i pulled out the phone oh there's water and i'm like well yeah that's why they, they put it on the golf course for me to take a picture of it that's the sole reason it exists and whatever hole it is i think it's 12 at, at bray bend there I have probably taking uh, eight hundred thousand. No, it's not twelve. It's eight. no, it's it's eight. That's oh, seven, right. seven, 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 seven. Sorry. We all know the one. It's over the water, yes. big creek, and uh, I have probably taken. I've only played probably fifty rounds of golf there, and somehow taken eighty thousand pictures of of that of that hole. That was an awesome chat. And look, hey, you know, to go back to early pandemic stuff, you and I, we uh, had the opportunity to walk around some pretty nice pieces of property. And we got to do it with a guy who's just played some of those courses. I can only imagine the insight somebody like Christine would be able to uh, to yeah. provide us there. So yeah, that'd be uh, yeah, here. Here here's a here's a piece of advice that no one's able to follow up on. If you ever have a chance to uh, play around the golf, the golf course architect 
should probably do it. It'd be, uh, it would be pretty yeah, interesting. I, there. I think I'm closer than a lot of people would be. I can be like, hey, you want to play? I mean, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure Christine has nothing on her plate. She's got lots of time to play golf with old schlubby McKee and Gunner. She's like, yeah, no problem. Let she, me you, know just cross you know what? You know what? You know when we're going to get to get out with her? She's like, hey, guys, it's February. Want to come walk the shores of Lake Ontario with me at the Hunt Club? Yeah, no thanks. I mean, yes, please. Actually, like, if that's invites available, I'll take you up on yes. it. I'll get I'll get the long underwear on. I'll throw a toque on. I got base layers. Uh, just back to our, our, our topic from earlier on in the show. Music on the golf course. Love this from a nameless texture. I'm just going to double check. They didn't. Uh, oh, no. William from Georgina. I almost mm. never bring music on the course. However, I do listen to the radio 590 on the AM dial. Absolutely love that. Uh, here's the so one thing I will I... say. If you're go listening ahead, you to the golf first. show, peaceful and great. If you're listening to us screaming at each other and really just me screaming at you about live, <laughs> maybe not. The I don't think people want like Skip Bayless on the golf course. That's all. That's all I'll say. I don't know that they want Skip. Let me tell you something. But uh, I love that you have us out there. I love it. Love it. Love it. So thank you, William and Georgina, for that. So I mean, if you're listening to Blair and Barker on the golf course, you can hear us making Barker references when we, you know, look for something mid lane on the golf course. That's right. So, that's right. <laughs> so oh, I, I, I love listening to the fan. I listen to the fan all the time. I listen to it in my car, and like I would regardless if I worked that. Like it's just, it's yep. on in my car. I get in the car, I got the fan on no matter what. But I, I will say, you. would you, would you be able to? Oh yeah, there we go. Would you I'll be able you. to? <laughs> <laughs> would you be able to? concentrate like with the dulcet tones of Jeff Blair and you know JD Bunkus on the show on the on the, while you're like trying to hit a golf shot I feel like that'd be way more jarring than play, than listening to music no god no no not a chance like uh, god love Blair and Barker and god love our buddy Bunk but no I could not have him just like going off about Russell Wilson or something and get it ready get a foot down <laughs> early it's coming <laughs> Well, I will say, I will say if we all had a piece of Kevin Barker advice right as we stepped to the tee on a par five, we'd all play yeah, it better. Get it playing it. winning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we heard that right, just like the pitchers in baseball, they have that like pitch uh, pitch thing now, the commanding. Oh, we just had call, that. Yeah. yeah, if we just had that and you could just blast me a get the foot down, then I do think every drive <laughs> would be 350 right right down the middle. Um, I did want to. We, we just got Oh, hang on, Kevin. Yeah, that's something else. And then here's the other part about it. How many good rounds of golf, or at least enjoyable rounds of golf, have been derailed by uh, Leafs' frustration by me oh. and then me not being able to play anymore because I'm so mad? So Many. Yeah, usually early it, season. Like, oh. you know, late April, early May, oh. it's usually a lot of griping. For the last you... four or five years, we've been playing early season rounds. You called me I remember out. I you, remember. me, and Rob Wong almost, yep. like, legitimately got in a fight at Lakeview one time over the Leafs. So it's... Uh, it's it's better to just to play, you know, past May 15th when the Leafs are out, and then you can just kind of enjoy your round. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe one day that won't be the case. Yeah, probably not, though. <laughs> I mean, we are who we are here. Oh, man, what a fun show. Uh, thank you so much uh, to you, Sam McKee, for booking Christine Frazier. Thanks for Christine Frazier to joining us. The Golf Show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary, symmetrical, full-time, all-wheel drive. Golf Show's back next week right here on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan.